Welcome to Gaston County Matters with Dickie Spargo. Join us as we explore the community in which we live. Together, we'll visit some of the incredible people who live here, the hidden points of interest that keep people coming back, and the incredible history that has made us one of the most interesting counties in North Carolina. We're excited about another episode, another show here with Gaston County Matters. I am here with my good friend, my sidekick, Stuart Payne. Stuart, buddy, um, we're, we're right now, you know, we're going through winter, we're getting into spring and summer. You, do you like summer? Oh, listen, it is my favorite season. It, it is the best season for me. One, I like being outside, and two, I like baseball. So both those things combining, it's a great time of year. I'm, I'm excited. I, you know what I'm excited about, man, is finally – the Atlanta Braves are playing some baseball. Yes, finally figured out which way to hit the ball in first place, <laughs> into first place in the NL East. It is amazing. I think it's been like five or six years, and you know, I mean, baseball <laughs> to me, Stewart, is a wonderful game to take a nap to. It's like senior PGA. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my. You goodness. know, I mean, they they've got to, to pitch, and scratch, and you know, spit, <laughs> spit, and everything else, but but really. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful game. Actually, um, uh, my brother's got his tickets. We're going to be going uh, soon to go down to Atlanta to the new ballpark. Oh down. man, I'm jealous. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's a, it's like a little town right there in the ballpark. So that'll be, a, that'll be a fun trip. I can't, I can't wait to get one of those fifteen dollar hot dogs. <laughs> uh, but listen, we, um, Stuart, we've had a great, great time here with our show and and the the, the people that we've had on and. Thank you, thank you for your hard work behind the scenes Absolutely. of making this happen. I, I want to mention to all our listeners, we are looking for some folks who may be interested in being a sponsor mm-hmm. for Gaston County Matters. We've uh, got now literally we've had thousands of, of listens on this podcast, yep. and uh, so if you are interested in perhaps being a sponsor for Gaston County Matters. Uh, would you contact us? What would be the best way for them to do that, Stuart? Uh, probably through email, and that's at GastonCountyMatters at gmail.com. So, um, so go ahead and shoot us an email. See if we can uh, see if we can get you on here and get you some some prime ad space in that sponsor spot. It really would. It'd also be something where we would like to, to help your business mm-hmm. grow and flourish. And uh, because we have a lot of needs in our community, and this is what our next episode's about, uh, Sharon is just an awesome, awesome lady who runs an incredible ministry that's called Off the Streets. And you're going to get an opportunity uh, to hear from her, her story, uh, what God's done in her life, and then how she's taken a, a bad situation, a tough situation, and now has turned it around and, and really is saving lives. So, uh, with no further ado, we have a great conversation with Sharon Funderburg. We know you're going to enjoy. Check this out. Hello, Gaston County. You're in for a treat because uh, today I think we have one of the finest citizens in Gaston County here with us. Uh, she's my sister from another mister. Uh, she is none other than the executive director of Off the Streets program. Sharon, what's going on, little sister? Good morning, sir. Yeah. How are you? Man, listen, I am Glad too, to be here. I, I'm too blessed to be stressed, and I, I am thankful 
for what God's done in your life, what God's doing in your life. And um, I want to tell you a little bit about this cyst before we get into it, y'all. Uh, L'Oreal Paris chose you, Sharon, as one of the 10 women of worth. Flied your bad self all the way up to New York City. How was it, sister? It was amazing. That was like a dream. Uh, the whole thing was like surreal. You know, the the going to uh, going to New York and, and meeting all those celebrities and doing the commercials and becoming one of the faces of L'Oreal Paris and then being published in you know all those magazines. That was surreal for me. A uh, little girl coming from a bad past. And God's going to use all of that to glorify his name and to be a message. And that gave me a platform. Yeah, it really did. And you know, Sharon, um, the thing is that the, the Bible is full of people, God using folks, that nobody expected him to use. And, you know, I, I, I think that about myself and... Um, Tell us a little bit for the folks that don't know anything about you, which I'm assuming many folks have heard of Off the Street because it is a very successful program in Gaston County. But let's assume somebody doesn't know your story. Uh, tell us about kind of you know where you were raised and, and a little bit about even your family right now. Well, I've been in Gastonia all my life. Okay. I've lived around, but I've been I'm born and bred here. Um, a lot of the things that happened to me happened right here in our own little backyard. And you wouldn't think that those things are taking place, but I'm not confused anymore. If it happened to me, it's still happening. It is. You know, I, I talked to the folks at, uh, good folks at DSS and Sharon, they, they tell me that, uh, unfortunately, we have one of the highest sexual abuse rates in the state. And, and I, I, I know when you were a, a little girl, things Things didn't go the way that they should have. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, at age 11, uh, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, you're just playing with your friends after school. And, you know, uh, back then we played hopscotch and hide-and-go-seek and right. things like that. Well, they created this game called hide-and-go-get-it. And that's where the guys in the neighborhood would chase the girls down. Uh, but when they would start to play that game, I would run, and I would try to run as fast as I could to get home. But if they would catch me, they would drag me to the woods and they would rape. They would rape me. Um, mm -hmm. And it was always the same four little guys. And that happened like over a whole summer. Um, and behind that, um, I told one adult and that one adult made it seems as if it was my fault. Right. Uh, I tried to tell her that my little girl parts was hurting mm -hmm. And I told her what had happened, and I had scratches on me, I had bruises on me, I had choke marks around my neck, um, and I had places on my wrist where they held me down. And she said to me, if you wasn't so fast, that wouldn't be happening. Mm. And so at age 11, I stuffed that. But that's not my shame, that's not my guilt. Um, I went from being a victim of that to volunteering. So it became easy to just let them do it rather than to fight them and, and be hurt behind it with the bruised ribs and choke marks and busted lip. Uh, so my shame came from feeling like I was dirty because I let those little boys do that rather than fight them off because the only person I told or trusted 
didn't help you. Didn't help you. That, that's unfortunate. And, you know, um, Sharon, we, we have a lot of little girls and little boys in our community today who are going through similar uh, situations. And as, as you well understand, as well as anybody, it, it has a negative effect on our life. In mm-hmm. fact, let's be honest. Uh, the evil one uses it, and, and things begin, our, our life goes in a direction that we never intended for it to happen. And so all this stuff started to happen to you at age 11, and and then you found yourself getting in, in even in more trouble, got in trouble with the law too, right? Well, I, I became very angry and introvert. Okay. And so everything, everything that happened thereafter transpired behind the hate on the inside, the anger on the inside, the issues that I had growing up. Um, that 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 started a whole vicious cycle of getting in trouble, talking back, being mischief, mischief. Uh, it just snowballed over into a whole nother person because I didn't know what to do with that kind of pain. Right. I mean, you know, when I turned 15, the little girl still was 11. When I turned 19, the little girl was still 11. I grew up into my 20s, and I still had that same 11-year-old damage. Right. And I and and I. I turned it into everything, drugs, prostitution, stealing, going to jail, going to prison, bad relationships, abusive relationships. It just snowballed over into everything that made the monster until I got saved. Wow. So you you know what it's like to be homeless. Yeah. You know what it's like to be hopeless. Yes. And, and I, my theory is nobody wants to be in that situation, but we find ourselves in that situation and we wonder, how am I going to get out of this hell I'm living in? Mm-hmm. So what do you think for you, Sharon, what what made the turnaround for you? Well, I got tired of me. You know, you hear the term okay. sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> well, I didn't get sick and tired of being sick and tired of. There is no such thing as a bottom. Every time I thought I was at a bottom, this thing, the devil would hand me a shovel and told me to dig deeper. Keep digging. And the trap door was always open. Mine's never shut. Um I just got to a place where, you know, it was like, I'm sick of me. And I was so far down with being homeless and eating out of the garbage can and living under the bridge and all of those things that you say never will happen to you. I got sick of me. And there was nowhere else to go but up. Right. Wow. Um, nowhere else to look but up. Nowhere else to look but up. I can remember um, going to jail and, and sitting in a jail cell telling myself stuff like, I ain't going to do it again. Mm. But I didn't know the way out. I didn't know how to live with or without drugs. I didn't have those choices of no help. Yeah. What kind of drugs were you doing? Uh, my drug of choice was crack. Crack, okay. I did everything. Don't put limits on it. Right. I did everything I could to change the inside of how I was feeling. Right. But my main drug of choice was crack. It takes an, it takes an act of God to get off that stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. I don't think that you can get off of it. I think you have to be taught how to live. Okay, that's a good word. So what? Uh, so you 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 got to the place where you realized, honestly, if things don't change, they're going to be daisies going to be growing over my head, right? I honestly went to treatment because I wanted everybody to shut up. Okay, <laughs> that's really the only reason why I went to treatment. But the transformation took place in treatment. It got me away from Gastonia. It got me away from all the playmates. It got me away from all the play things and play places. Um, I met this guy in treatment. I'm going to go and live with him and my happily ever after. But once I got pregnant by him, he put me out. 
Oh, wow. So I was homeless again all the way in Salisbury, um, finding myself nowhere to go, homeless shelter up there, hiding a pregnancy. And when they found out I was pregnant, they put me out because back then they didn't, they wasn't insured to house pregnant people. Okay. So they put me out. I winded up back here in Gastonia um, at my mom's. She didn't trust me, but she allowed me to come back because I was pregnant with her only grandchild. So I can honestly tell you today that my child saved my life. Wow. It gave me a reason to live, and it gave me a purpose. Yeah. Well, I've seen pictures of your daughter. She is a beautiful young lady. I know you're very proud of her, too. I, very, I am. Tell us a little bit about what she's doing now. Uh, she's uh, she's in the Navy. She's been in the Navy for four years. Uh, she just transitioned from Hawaii with three years stay over there. She's uh, living in Maryland, and... Um, She's an amazing person. She's the smartest person I know. What's her name? Her, her name is Parisha Crawford. She's been married for three years. To God be the glory. Amen. Uh, she has a she has a good fella. He's a good fella. Um, she she enjoys. She has three cats. She has two cats and a dog. It's like Wild Kingdom up in there. <laughs> um, but she she understands and she grew up. I wanted to raise her away from the lifestyle. So I, I taught her, you know, she grew up in church. She, you know, my husband's a preacher. Um, you know, he what he was a preacher when I married him. Real, real, he was real heavenly, but no earthly good. When I met him, <laughs> he quoted scriptures and I, it just was weird. I just didn't believe people talk like that. But I find myself talking like that now. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad Once thing. Once it gets in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. Exactly. But um, he's a good guy. You know, he and I have been together. It'll be 16 years in June. Mm. Um, I celebrated like you would not believe because I'd never been with one man longer than five. Wow. Oh, God. That was just, why would you just stay with one when you can do all of them? Um, <laughs> And that was the that was that was the, the mindset, right? But that was, that the was deception. The I, I, it really I was a deception. Um, he's the only guy that I've ever been with that told me no. Well, I've seen your husband. You make him look better, so uh, <laughs> so he needs to stay with you. At least he needs to keep a picture of you in his wallet too. Uh, he got me on his phone. Um, he um, he's the one that carried me down Romans Road. Wow. I was doing ministry and didn't know that's what it was. Okay. I was already helping people off the street, and I'd been helping people off the streets for eight years. Well, let's talk about that. So off the streets is a 501c3. You're the executive director. But uh, when you when all this stuff was in the when it was a seed, because everything begins as a seed, mm-hmm. it was a seed that God put in your heart. I know you didn't start off to be the executive director of a, uh, world-renowned program. So tell us how this whole thing got going. Well, um, I found that this program with one person sleeping on the couch. In my midst of looking for my best friend, I ran into this little girl. I call her a little girl. She was a young lady, but she was tiny. I mean, bone-sized tiny. She was okay. living with AIDS. Mm-hmm. She was sleeping behind a dumpster at the old Sears building. Uh, I sat down and I talked with her and I gave her a sandwich and, and she hadn't eaten and she was real sick and frail. And we talked for about 20 minutes and I realized when I got up, I was leaving her there. Right. And I was like, well, what are you going to do? She said, I'm going to do what I've always done. I'm going to hide from the cold. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like at the end of October. And, um, and so I took her home. I said, well, you know, you 
come take a bath. Well, after she took a bath and, and put on one of my giant T-shirts, I realized she didn't have nowhere to go. I said, well, you're welcome to stay on the couch. And after about three days of staying on the couch, people who knew her started looking for her. Okay. And winding up at my house. Okay. Because people on the streets were saying, well, we saw this lady that rides around giving out condoms and feeding people. Take her. Mm. I mean, you know, it's like I kidnapped her or something. Okay. So they found me, and they winded up, well, you know, come on in. You look hungry, you too. You get something to eat. And that person winded up staying. Uh-huh. And then that person stopped. And I winded up with eight people in a two-bedroom house. Man. I actually turned my daughter's bedroom into just a room with pallets on the floor. So God started growing this thing. Yeah, and it didn't have a name. Uh, it They called... Were these mostly women that were in, in they prostitution? All were, they were all in prostitution, and they were all on the street. Okay. Um, they found out that my house was a safe place to go. Okay. Um, shortly thereafter, my daughter and I started feeding homeless people in the neighborhood. I lived over there behind Arrow's Barbecue. That's okay. where I started this mm-hmm. at. Uh, we started feeding bologna sandwiches and Kool-Aid at the end of the driveway. Okay. Um, it just kind of grew. I started feeding people in the neighborhood. People were living with me. Uh, the only re- prerequisite to come to my house was no drugs, no weapons, no John. Can't do any of that here. Don't bring that around my daughter. You got to leave if you start that behavior. You got to come here if you want to change. Okay. This is all. You, if you don't want to change, don't come now, here. You can't help somebody if they don't want to help themselves. No vulgar mouths. You know, none of that. You know, right. don't bring none of that behavior around my daughter. And, and, that's kind of where the program started at. Um, I was working and doing all of this out of my pocket, and I can remember my my business mentor was Lisa Cito. Uh, I don't know if y'all know. I her. know Dr. Cito's wife. Yeah, right. she she had a a program in the Howland community. Mm-hmm. It was called the Howland Family Resource Center, and I started going over there because. I don't know. I just started going over there because I needed to learn about computers and things like that. And uh, and I told her about my dream. And I would bring people with me because they don't know how to stay clean. So I can't leave them by themselves. So I'm taking them with me okay. so I can watch them. And, and she she was impressed with I was helping people I didn't even know. Wow. Okay. She was impressed. With, and I told her what I wanted to do. She didn't believe me because, you know, a lot of people say they're going to do stuff, but they want you to do all the work. She would give me a couple of assignments. Right. I'd do it and shoot back over and, and, there. You know, Sharon, uh, Sharon the, the thing, too, is uh, th- these are people from all different walks of life. It, it, yeah. may, be, it may be white folks. It, it may be African-American. It may be Hispanic. I mean, uh, all of those things. It, race has nothing to do with it, right? It, it's, it, it affects all of us. I don't know. This thing does not discriminate. Um, I tell people all the time, I don't. I don't do color. I, you can't do color and help nobody. I treat the disease of addiction. I teach recovery. I don't teach color. Okay. I, I can't look at you and see white and not see past this thing is killing you. Right. I have to look at you and say, what you want to do about your problem? How can I help? Yep. And, and your gender has nothing to do with it. Because before I started the house, I used to help men, too. Okay. Um, there are several men running around town that I've helped get clean, too. Uh, I don't help them as much as I used to, uh, but I still do if they need it. 
but primary focus is women. Um, Off the Streets became what it is because I care about people. Tell us a little bit about the the uh, success rate that you guys have because it's been a very successful ministry. Um, the success rate, I didn't even like keep up with that. My board of directors started tracking that for me because I just was helping people and that's all I focused on. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't know anything about 501c3. I didn't know about nonprofit. I didn't know about board. And you directors. guys are 501c3. Yeah, we are. I didn't know anything about any of that, but Lisa helped me get my 501c3, my Good. articles of incorporated. She helped me get that EIN number and taught me all that stuff. She made me read Robert's Rules of Order. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dull read. That is a boring. Yeah, and I. Much necessary. But I spent a lot of time looking up the words that's in it. I'm with you. To understand it. Uh huh. But. She helped me found uh, uh, become the CEO and founder. She told me what a CEO was. Okay. She did the bylaws, and she taught me to, I need to follow my own bylaws. Right. She taught me, you know, with the board of directors, you work for them. Correct. You know, she taught me all of those things, and, you know, here we are 16 years in the game, and we're successful. The, um, we served uh, 996 women. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Um, that's how many people have lived in the house. Wow. That's not people who come through support. That's a lot of people. That is. I, I think about it and I'm like, I must be outside my mind. <laughs> uh, can you imagine all them personalities? Oh, and some my of them word. got more than one personality. Sister, I'm going to get a holy handkerchief and lay some anointing or some Quaker state on you and pray for you. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, um, I get overwhelmed. Uh, I can't remember, and I don't know if this is, you know, but I need to tell this. Back in 2012, we got in a whole lot of trouble with about to close. Okay. I had $236 in the bank and mm. didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. Man. I had five people living in the house, and I was going to have to make them homeless past being already homeless. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, And my husband paid all the bills out of his pocket yet again. Man. And then we collected and raised money. We run for the money, and they matched it, and we were able to stay open. Um, but there's been some hard times with the program. Um, but the community in Gastonia is a beautiful place because yes. I can ask for help, and and God just touches people's hearts. Um, I love Gastonia and all the help that's here. Uh, this community is amazing because yeah. um, there's been times I've called uh, Bethlehem and said, I need hygiene products. I need paper products. And y'all just, I mean, above and beyond. Um, I can remember y'all's women's circle kept us in paper, paper products for a whole year. Man. I didn't have to buy paper products for a whole year. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge savings. If you, yeah. Yeah. I think they eat the, they wad, I think they eat the tissue paper. <laughs> I, I, and well, I you know, they, Sharon, uh, our Gaston County Matters family, I think, want to be a part of what you're doing. God, God is allowing somebody to listen to this right now that in their heart they know, I need to get involved with this. I need to help with this. Somebody maybe who's been abused. Somebody who maybe they've got somebody in their family because we've all been touched by addiction. Uh, so how can? What are some ways that we can 
can bless the ministry there and assist you. I mean, obviously, let's just keep it real. It takes money to keep the doors open. Yeah. How can they get, where, where do we need to send the money to? Well, you can send it to the P.O. Box, make the checks out to, or the money orders out to Off the Streets Program Incorporated. The P.O. Box is 550547, Gastonia, North Carolina, 28055. And they can Google that as well. We can Google Off the Streets Program and, and get all that information. Yeah, correct. or you can go to the webpage, www.offthestreets.org. Okay, good. Um, we usually found if you can you can type in off the streets Gastonia and it comes up. Yep. Also, if you're interested, just just you can email us uh, at Gaston County Matters uh, at gmail.com, or you can call our church office. We'll make sure that you get in touch and, and with with Sharon as well for that. Because let's be honest, y'all, the Bible tells us we're our brother's keeper. Hey, we're our sister's keeper too. Amen. And we uh, we we understand that this is a com what we have here in Gaston County is a community problem. It's not Chevron's problem. It's not your problem and not mine. It's all of our problem. And we got to come together to fix it. And um, and so she, the more money that you get, the more help you get. Sherman, let's be honest, the more women we're going to be able to, to help. Amen. Uh, I don't know if you know this either, but the women have been coming to Bethlehem from off the streets for 10 years. Yeah. I don't take them to church with me because I don't want them to feel like they can't enjoy the word. And then I go to church separately so that I can get replenished so I can keep serving. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thankful to have them here. You know, every time I see somebody that's hooked on something or in some kind of lifestyle, first thing goes through my mind, but by the grace of God. Amen. Right? But by the grace of God, I could be in the same place. Yeah. And, hey, we're not here to judge each other. We're here to help each other. Yeah. And But the one thing I do know about you, little sister, and this is your reputation, and, and help me if this is true or not, but I understand you a straight shooter. Is that is that uh, that you got a big heart but you don't play? Is that true? Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> uh, I didn't think he was going to go there, but okay. Um in I, fact, here's what I've heard, that you're the queen of tough love. Is and, that, a, is that yeah, a good word? Yeah. Uh, I resisted that, that title for a long time, but about 10 years ago, I just embraced it. <laughs> and my husband calls off the street boot camp for recovery. Wow, that's good. Uh, he says that. You know, and, and it is because the women come there, they don't know how to live, and that's what we do. I, I, I stake my reputation on the life skills program. Right. Uh yeah, they need the word, and, and I ain't knocking that, but without the application of the word, you're not going to make it. That's it. You know, Satan can still trick you if you don't know how to live with or without the drugs. So I, 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 I take great pride in being able to teach women how to live. Good. Well, you know, you think about it. Jesus Christ said there are some things in life that are not going to come out of you but by prayer and fasting. In other words, you better lace your shoes up tight Put your boxing gloves on. Go, baby, you in for a fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And some things, you you have got to fight it. Yeah. It ain't going to come out. You know, praying a little prayer and, and lay me down to sleep prayer. Right? I mean, no. you got to fight this thing. And some of them are audible prayers. Yeah. Some groaning. Them, moaning and groaning. Some of them I have to go into the Holy Spirit and use my other language. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's like my husband said this to me one time. He said, sweetie. Until you get baptized, 
completely baptized with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be some stuff you can't fight. Satan is going to bring some demons in your house, yeah. in your shelter, that you're going to have to go into spiritual warfare with. Right, right. And he has. Um, well, you know, as the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Yeah. And, and a lot of that's here in our community. I mean, we've got an opiate problem. We've got a heroin problem. Um, so we look at all the things that are going on as we're, we're wrapping up, Sharon. What do you think we can do? Somebody listen to this and say, how can I help with all the challenges, the sexual abuse, the, the drug abuse, the, the, the ladies out here on the streets? How, what are some things you think we can do to help our community that, let's be real, is struggling? Let me, let me, like, let me like not sugarcoat that because I've been on the other side of this thing. Okay. Okay, and now that I'm on this side and I'm trying to be the solution— and I work diligently to be the solution to this thing because I see opiate addictions up close and personal. Okay. Um, I would love to think that if we fix the drug problem, that would be it. We got to start fixing people. I like that. Because if we can teach the people not to pick that mess up. Right. Opiate can't take over them. Yep. So, you know, I mean, I, I love to be able to say, you know, yeah, we got a drug problem. No, we got a people problem in right. Gastonia. There are people running around here that don't know how to stop. And we got to teach them how to stop. And that's what I do. Uh, the girls come in my house, they still fighting. They don't know how to live with or without drugs. And so I have to teach them how to surrender. Sure. I have to teach them how to submit. I have to teach them how to be subservient. I have to teach them how to be dutiful because... Right. All they know is that lifestyle. Well, you're right. I always like to say the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. That's right. And we can have guys and gals up in Washington, D.C. and Raleigh and even our wonderful Gaston County uh, politicians who, who pass laws, but you can't pass a law making somebody do the right thing. You can't pass a law making people be nice to each other. I'm glad you said that. You sparked something in me. You remember Easter Sunday when I came here to see one of my babies get baptized? I saw that. I'm sorry. I'm excited. But you said something in your message that I say almost every day now. Okay. We were born how to do wrong. Yep. We have to be taught how to do That's right. right. That's right. That's a whoo. Hey, give it up for that. If right. I didn't take nothing else from your message <laughs> that Sunday, I got that. And I tell people, I said, you know what? We born in sin. That's it. Yeah. We got to be taught how to do right. That's it. And, and you know, and listen, on behalf of the citizens of Gaston County, the, the, the pastors of Gaston County, our, our good people here, Sharon, I want to thank you for what you're doing. You, you have uh, diligently served God by serving people. And God is using you to make a difference in the lives of, of literally, you've touched thousands of of lives. I just hope when I get to heaven that my crib is right behind your big mansion. So you invite me to come in there every once in a while and hang out in your house. I'm okay with that. I mean, I want our mansions to be side by side. But let me <laughs> let me hit you off with something before we go, okay? Two things that I want to make sure that we understand what, before I leave here. Off the streets came, it, I stumbled into that. Okay. Okay. That's not something I planned or okay. dreamed or wanted. That was just, and the name came from my only dream on the street when I was out there, if I could just get off get the streets. Get off street, the streets. If I could just get off these streets. And the other thing I want to make sure that people understand about this thing, okay, 
Don't don't walk around saying stuff like all they got to do is stop. Okay. Because if they could, they would. Right. Don't say it's mind over matter. Yep. Because it's not. Right. This thing is so deep and doesn't matter what your issue is. Doesn't matter what it's rooted in. Mm -hmm. You got to make up in your mind. You want to face that issue if you want to get better. You cannot keep running from it. You got to face that demon head on and overcome it. Yeah, when your car gets stuck in a ditch and you've spun your tires, you're going to have to have a tow truck get you out. And, and so we got to have some help. And thank you, Chairman, for being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in our community and on behalf of our Gaston County Matters family and our citizens of Gaston County. Thank you so much. Stuart, what a great conversation with Sharon, and wow, what an amazing lady. Absolutely. I mean, just to hear the story of her overcoming uh, uh, something that would have kept a lot of people down. Might, might have kept me down. I don't know. But she she fought through. She overcame. And, and yep. man. It's a, it really is amazing. And here's what I would ask you to consider doing. Consider being a part of that ministry there, supporting mm-hmm. uh, Off the Streets Ministry. Listen, you can you can go online. You can just Google that, uh, Off the Streets Ministry, uh, Gastonia, North Carolina. Find some ways to support her. And also, I want to mention uh, again that we're looking for some sponsors who would like to support this podcast. We obviously have some costs uh, with this. We also want to help help you get the word out about yep. your particular business. And so, Stuart, if somebody would like to be a part of that, what, what do they need to do? Again, just shoot us an email at gastoncountymatters at gmail.com. Uh, spell the way it sounds, and we can uh, we can get something set up with you. We'd love, love, love to help your business uh, and get the word out about you. Absolutely. And also, uh, do us a favor. Uh, whatever avenue you're listening to this through, please rate us. We think it's five star, but you you do you do what you feel like you need to do, and uh, thank you for being a part of Gaston County Matters family, and we are we are very excited about our upcoming guests. So stay tuned for some great episodes that are going to be coming your way soon. On behalf of my sidekick Stuart and Dickie Spargo here, we are thankful that you listen. We're praying God's best and God's peace for you today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We've enjoyed sharing today's discussion with you. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and share us with your friends. Then join us next time as we bring you Gaston County Matters.